Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 220 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast, an interview with the student-athlete combo podcaster, Miles Mensa. Back in July 2020, Miles emailed me about an information collaboration between us. So I started to listen to his podcast, The Student-Athlete Combo. Miles' podcast gives great information that is beneficial to the Recruit Me families. Let's find out more about Miles and the Student-Athlete Combo podcast. Miles, welcome. Thank you for having me, Ben. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate having you on, and uh, it's been nice to listen to your podcast, and I think this is going to be a good, like I said, information collaboration between the two of us. So uh, let's get started. I've got, a, uh, got some questions here. Uh, start out by telling the Recruit Me families a little bit about you and uh, your college career and what you're doing now. Yeah, so uh, my name is Miles Minta. Um, I'm from Maryland. I was a baseball player at Hofstra University, which is um, a mid-major Division I um, on Long Island, New York, or right, uh, right outside of New York City. Um, I went to a private school in Washington, D.C. that basically was, you know, one of the, the local baseball powerhouses. There was a lot of talent coming out of there. So my parents thought it was a good idea for me to go, you know, um, because I wanted to be a baseball player. I wanted to, you know, play as long as I could. So that was a good opportunity. Uh, Ended up getting a scholarship to go play at Hofstra. Mind you, um, it was all academic. uh, So school is first. School opened so many doors. I played there for four years. Uh, Obviously, I just graduated in May. And right now I am the host of Student Athlete Combo and I'm, you know, transitioning into the next path of my life, have a lot of things going on, a lot of opportunities and and trying to figure out where really my fit is and what I want to do um, in the near future. But everything is going well. And, you know, I had a great experience as an athlete. I think the, um, the experience of a student athlete at any college is second to none in terms of socially, athletically, mentally, personally, everything um, is great as a student athlete, you grow and develop, um, create a lot of relationships, learn a lot about yourself um, over, you know, you go through a lot of adversity, which teaches you how to, you know, live life um, in the future. And I, I have nothing but great things to say about the experience. Well, it sounds like an awesome experience. And uh, we're going to kind of talk about your, uh, your podcast here in just a little bit, but since we are a recruiting uh, podcast, let's jump into your recruitment in baseball. Uh, how did you end up at Hofstra uh, from Long Island or in Long Island uh, from Washington, D.C.? Right. That's that's a good question. Um, so basically, I wanted to I honestly didn't really want to go to school um, any anywhere like more north than than Maryland was. But, you know, I did. It was and it, it ended up being a good opportunity. But I wanted to go to a school like that was kind of urban because I'm, I'm from, you know, um, very urban area. And, and I like the city type of feel. Um, I was getting recruited by a lot of different schools up and down the east, the mid-Atlantic to the northeast. I initially wanted to go play for an Ivy League school, and I was very close. I, my test scores weren't great, so I, I, I didn't have the opportunity to go play at Ivy League. 
but I wanted, I still value, me and my family still valued education. So I wanted to go to a good academic school. I was in between talking to a lot of schools, getting scholarships, but like I mentioned in the past, the recruiting process for me is very up and down. I had, you know, I had visits with some schools that were very, very competitive in their conferences and on the East Coast. And then I had, excuse me, I had visits with some school who were, you know, kind of like mid-major, lower tier. I was a very athletic kid. I was fast, you know, had a strong arm, but I needed to be like, to be truthful, I needed a lot of development. Uh, I needed to be able to hit better. I was a very good defender, but you know, as a position player at the, at the division one level, if you're going to make it further than college, you need to be able to hit. And that's really what I lacked. So essentially like uh, I, I belonged at a mid-major school or, you know, a lower division one school. And that, that's fine because there is talent at every single school. It doesn't matter where you play. Long story short, uh, there was a, there was a coach, a recruiting coordinator who was recruiting me at a different school that he was at. And I was visiting, they wanted to offer me. And that same summer that he you know was on me he left and went to Hofstra so he recruited pretty much the same players that he was recruiting for another school he went to Hofstra you know called me up I'm at this school now we really want to have you um and they saw me once and they wanted the he he's the only one who saw me he wanted the other coaches to see me so I ended up going to a Hofstra camp in the early um fall like I guess September of my senior year of high school I went I went up to Long Island you know, it was an official visit with the coaches and I was at a prospect camp where I competed for two days and they saw me play. They liked everything. And I liked the school. I liked the location. And it was in the CAA, which is, it's a very good baseball conference. It's, you know, it's obviously, no one really like thinks of it as a power five, but there's a lot of talent there for baseball and they weren't really at the top of the conference. So I thought I had a a great opportunity to to play. Um, So they gave me, a preferred walk-on spot like I left New York that Sunday and they called me on like Wednesday or Thursday um, and that's where I wanted to go so I committed. Actually your situation is very similar to uh, Parker's where you had some ideas of where you wanted to go that changed a little bit and uh, so you were able to make adjustments and you had a coach that left one place that was looking at you and obviously you stayed in contact with uh, that coach and it ended up working out. So uh, kudos to you to uh, continue uh, working through the recruiting system. Thank you. Thank you. You had an interesting college baseball career. I know you had some injuries and then unfortunately uh, the COVID ended your senior season. How did you deal with injuries and the situation with your final season? Well, uh, that's, that's a good question. I dealt with a very severe injury. The first practice of my freshman year in the fall. Uh, The first day we got to practice, I dealt with a very bad lower leg injury where I had to get emergency surgery, you know, within three hours that day. So that was, that was very tough. My freshman year, even my sophomore year, it took, honestly, it took like 16 to 18 months to fully recover. Um, And that took a lot out of me mentally, but it, it made me, you know, a lot stronger and everything. And then I was able to come back and, and be a contributor to the team and then this past year, um, you know, COVID came. It was, my, it was my senior year. I had a job lined up after school, so I, I wasn't planning on going back and, and taking my, you know, my redshirt year to be a fifth-year senior. Everything happened really, really fast. It was tough to, to let go um, because, you know, I was playing, and uh, we had a really good team that year. We had a lot of seniors. I think we had, like, 14 seniors, so we expected to be really competitive in our conference. That, that was pretty good. So it was really tough to kind of see everything, you know, 
leave me so fast and my I don't know how many years 15 years of playing baseball or however long it was it was really tough but I'm still like really grateful that I got the opportunity at Hofstra to you know be a division one baseball player to be a college baseball player and experience all the things that I did. Reading between the lines Miles it was super important for you to find a school that fits you because sometimes things do take a turn and the school becomes more important than the, than the baseball or the athletics. And you were able to lean on school. It sounds like to get you through your, uh, your athletic situation that, that ended up being, you had a very good year, your junior year. And, and it looks like you were going to have a good year, your senior year. Yeah. You know what? Um, I, I'm so happy that Hofstra, it was a good academic school and I got a great education. 2020 hindsight, I'm so happy that I went through Hofstra and I got the education that I did because I feel like I'm prepared to, to start working and start, you know, the, the next chapter of, of life. I realized that obviously everyone's dream is to be a pro baseball player. I, to tell you the truth, I realized that pretty early in college that I was playing against some, some really good players, some studs, and, you know, I was being real with myself and stacking myself up against them who are, you know, same age as me, same position. I'm like, okay, these guys are good. They're getting looked at by pro scouts, even teammates. And I'm just like, you know what, that, that didn't make me work any less harder. I was still a workhorse, but I really realized that I got to focus on, you know, another way, another, something else after school, because I'm not going to be playing pro ball when I'm done. Well, that's great. It sounds like you uh, took advantage of the four years that you had, uh, both ac- athletically and academically, and I'm proud of you for that. D- going back to the recruiting, Miles, uh, how important were uh, baseball tournaments, camps, showcases in your area, up in the uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, area, to help you get recruited? Oh, wow. Um, at that time, they were huge. I mean, I went to a lot of baseball camps, uh, like college camps, if I didn't go to the Hofstra camp, they wouldn't have gave me a preferred walk-on spot. So that was essentially how I got to college. But I went to a lot of, um, I was on a travel team, you know, for every single year of high school. We went to, during the summer and the fall, we went to a bunch of tournaments, obviously like the perfect game PBR type of tournaments. But we also went to other tournaments at colleges where there were, you know, a bunch of schools and recruiting coordinators going out to see you play. For me, if, um, and, you know, everyone on my team, if we didn't, if we weren't on the travel team and, if we didn't get exposed and get the experience of traveling and playing in these showcase tournaments, we would not have been, have had the chance to play college baseball. So it was huge. It was big. So did you reach out to the colleges by email before, like send them your schedule or did you just uh, basically perform in front of them and, and hope people kind of saw you? I would, if I say I was going to a tournament in, um, in Philadelphia, I would that, you know, even though before my season, say my season was from the beginning of June to the middle of August, uh, and we had eight tournaments per se, I would email, I had a list of schools that I was interested in, and I would email every single school, hey, this is my schedule, these are, this is my transcript, um, this, like, this is, these are the positions that I was playing, um, here are my numbers from the spring, you know, I have, I have great interest in Hofstra, or I have great interest in Penn State, um, I would really like for you to come see me play, um, you know, and, and I would tailor every single email to each individual coach. So they had my schedule for each summer. I mean, for each tournament that summer. So I definitely emailed them before. And then I would probably email them again, like the week before we left. 
Well, that's awesome. And what, what made you, uh, what inspired you to do that? Did you have some uh, counseling on that? Yeah. My high school coach, he helped out, he helped out a good bit with, you know, guiding us through the process, you know, telling us who to email. And he, he was very, he was very realistic with like where we, where each player fit, you know, he would, he didn't tell me that, Oh, you can go play Ole Miss or you can go play at Miami. He was like, you're a division one player. You're not a power five player. Um, and he was, he was like respectful and honest with us. And um, I'm very grateful for that. So he gave us, he gave us a good bit of, um, of counseling and told us to do that uh, before we were going to each tournament. Well, that, that's great information and glad you, glad you listened to him. That's, uh, that's hard to do sometimes as a uh, high schooler. I think that it's essential for all these, all, all players to do that. And nowadays, um, social media is getting implemented in the recruiting process so much that I think that like on top of emailing coaches where you're going to be that weekend and your schedule and everything like that, I think if you can find a way to use social media to um, reach out to you know teams and coaches that you want to see that you want to see you play, you should definitely do that. Miles, uh, how important uh, was your high school academics and then maybe the standardized testing, the ACT or SAT? How how much did those impact your recruitment? Oh man, um, so huge. Those the academics are huge. Like I, I had I had good grades in in high school. Not standardized testing, but I had good grades, like a transcript and GPAs and everything. And that opened up so many doors for me to um, even like get in contact with the schools that were, um, you know, more academically prestigious, I would say. If I, if I hadn't had good grades, you know, if I had maybe like under a three or something like that, there are, there are probably a lot of schools that I was interested in that wouldn't, that wouldn't be able to recruit me just because I wouldn't be able to get in. So honestly, I, I just, got, I was a good student. So school I worked really hard in school I didn't really work hard because I was like oh I want to play I I want to go to Harvard so I'm gonna get good grades I kind of just got good grades and then you know my sophomore junior year came and I was like whoa wow these schools like I'm able to play at these schools because of my grades I'm gonna try it um and I was interested in the Ivy Leagues and now we'll talk about standardized tests uh, I highly encourage all every single athlete to take standardized tests um as seriously as possible that was a huge, probably one of my biggest regrets going through the process. I did not take it seriously because I hated tests. I hated, you know, sitting in the desk for three hours. Um, so I did not do good on my SAT or my ACT. I did not score well. So a lot of the schools, the higher academic schools that I was, re- I was really interested in and they were interested in me, I wasn't able to, you know, pursue opportunities there because of my standardized tests. I had a tutor that I really, you know, my parents got me a tutor and I didn't want to use him. I was, you know, a stupid 16-year-old kid that was just like, oh, I want to play baseball and didn't realize that the standardized tests were the reason why I wasn't able to have the opportunities to play at some schools that I, you know, wish to play at. This is a good segue into asking about your podcast because lessons that you learned while you're in high school and in college kind of drive your student-athlete combo podcast. So tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so my podcast, Student Athlete Combo, basically it's a resource for like current college athletes, high school students, parents, anyone who's involved with like the college athlete scene to get information about what it's like to be a student athlete, about um, recruiting a little bit, about just the life of a student athlete from, you know, uh, an off-season day from when they wake up to 6 a.m. and have lift to the end and how these athletes navigate their day and how they use their time management and how they study and how they practice and the mentality they have for practicing the mentality they have for competing in games 
and how their team dynamic is, everything. And then we also talk to professional athletes who were college athletes. I have, you know, people in the WNBA, some minor league baseball players, a guy who he was, um, he played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, some people who were student, they were college athletes and now they're in they were professional athletes or they are professional athletes and talked about the transition from college to pro and how, you know, being a college athlete really helped them out in certain parts of professional athletics and also life after sports. I have people who were college athletes, you know, I have public figures and just people who are college athletes. And now maybe they're the mayor or they have this company or they work here. They talk about how college athletics really gave them a foundation for a ne- the next chapter of life and, and gave them so many opportunities to, you know, to be successful in life. So you probably couldn't even start to make a list or finish the list of how many contacts you made uh, when you got into college that may benefit you down the road. Oh my gosh. Um, from teammates to coach, from teammates at school, from summer ball teammates to coaches, to summer coaches, to summer coach, um, to summer teammate parents, to college parents, to professors. Professors are a big one. Professors in college to so many people. It's, it's almost like a kind of like a, a network in its own. You meet so many people that, that, I mean, right now I'm fresh out of college. So, you know, my peers aren't really in positions to really leverage me. But I know in the future, you know, when we're all established and everything, definitely there's going to be a network and connections that can get you from one place to another. And I also, I recently used one of my professors from Hofstra that I was really close with, you know, to get me an opportunity out of school right after school. So the network and the connections and, the, and everything that I made throughout my experience, I think it's going to last me forever to tell you the truth. It sounds like uh, your parents taught you to look somebody in the eye and shake their hand and say hello to them. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. They did. <laughs> How can people hear the uh, Student Athlete Combo podcast and what other ways do you have out there to help uh, student athletes? Yeah, um, so you can reach Student Athlete Combo on any listening platform. It's just called, it's student-athlete combo. And then I'm on social media, Instagram and Twitter at underscore essay combo underscore. I also have a YouTube channel where I have my, um, my interviews are on video so you can see me talking to my guests. Honestly, like if you, if you go through my episodes, I have a lot of people who have resources and everything. I have a website, Student Athlete Combo, www.studentathletecombo.com, where you can see all of my blog posts about, you know, recruiting all of my episodes, all of the guests that I had, and it links to their websites. And it's kind of like our own little network in itself. Well, and it's been interesting because you're East Coast, we're kind of Midwest, and this, you know, our podcasts go nationwide, and it's interesting to get different views on recruiting or different schools, so I appreciate the information that you bring to uh, student athletes and, and their families so they can get ready for college and then handle situations in college and then handle situations once they get out. Thank you, thank you, and I I love um, the platform that you bring with uh, your podcast and recruit me to, um, you know, help our families through the recruiting process as well. Well, great. Well, we're making each other feel really good right now, aren't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, going back to recruiting, uh, what is your best advice to help a student athlete in high school get recruited? My best advice, one would be work your tail off. Work your tail off is like, if you're a pitch, if whatever sport you're playing, work your tail off and 
you know, you will get rewarded for it. But in terms of recruiting, I see so many, and I'm dealing with some freshmen now in high school who want to play in college and everything. But I see that um, technology is, is rising by the day, by the hour. People are using technology. So if you're a baseball player, if you're a basketball player, videotape your games, videotape your, um, your, your training sessions. There's so many baseball technologies with rap soto and things. Now, if you have the opportunity to get your hands on it, you know, use all the data and all the technology to your advantage to reach out to school. Say if, if you have a good game, if, if your parents are videotaping your game, use that and send it to coaches, send it to coaches through email, send it to coaches through use your social media on Twitter, Instagram, you can tag coaches, you can tag people on Twitter who will tag other coaches. You know, there are people who retweet it, who, you know, use their network for things like that. And also if you have these baseball technologies like Rapsodo, Blast Motion, all these things, there are, you know, databases and, and networks where you can put out your numbers and um, basically your talent and coaches can see that, see it. So, Right now, in this day and age, I would say use your resources in terms of technology to the best of your ability. It's a lot of work to get recruited, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's like a job. Yep. For a couple of years, it's like a job. Yeah. Uh, leaning on your podcast and your website, uh, what is your best advice to a high school student athlete on how to get ready to go to college? I would say for a student athlete, time management is the biggest thing. You see kids... They get, you know, maybe they have talent, they get to school, um, but it's their first, their first time away from home, away from the parents, you know, their mom or dad isn't on them to study for the test or do their homework. You know, they have influences, they got older kids, they, um, older teammates, they got people, you can go out, drink, you can do this, you can do that, but really time management, really like have your priorities straight. You're there to play your sport and you're there to perform. Obviously you're in college, so you're going to have fun, but while you're in high school, Really, like, when, if you get home from school, you have practice, go to practice, and then get home from practice, do your homework, get it done by a certain time, you know, study, um, use a certain time of your night to study, and then do whatever you want to do. Because when you get to college, your schedule might be different than it is in high school, but you're still going to have to block, up a, block off a time to get your schoolwork done or maybe practice extra. So there, there's a lot of time management things that are essential when you get to college. So I would say start that now in high school when you're talking about doing your homework or getting extra work in, because if you have like a, a schedule now, when you get to college, you're going to be able to figure out another schedule that works for you where, you know, you get all the things that you need to do that you need to get done, done at a good time and you won't be stressed um, and you won't be overwhelmed. Well, and Miles, I've told my boys, as you go up in levels, if you, you know, from junior high to high school, to college and then professional, the game gets faster, correct? Yeah. And college yeah. Ac academics does the same thing, doesn't it? Um, yeah, very much so. Great advice, Miles. So we're going to uh, let you go. And uh, Miles, I uh, thank you for all the information and good luck with the Student Athlete Combo podcast and all your future endeavors. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing me on. Thanks, Miles. Check out Miles on the links in this episode's show notes. Email me, brent at recruit-me.com if you have any questions about this episode or the recruiting process. Join me next Tuesday for another information-filled 15-minute podcast. Listen to one or more of the Athletic Scholarship podcasts as you drive to work or to school to help get ideas for you and your student-athlete. See you next week on the Athletic Scholarship podcast.